friends. Welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. So funny story, just to get us started. My husband always comes downstairs and helps me get started with the podcast. And I was talking, I don't know how many minutes into this I got into it. And I'm like, something is not right. We've only had this equipment. I've only used all of the fancy equipment once before, but I knew that something was missing. Well, I hadn't unmuted the mic. So thankfully, I figured out, stopped it, and had him come back downstairs, and he's like, oh, I seen it before I even got all the way over to you. So I'm glad I did not record this whole thing because I wasn't recording anything. So, But on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Amazon original short stories. We all know I love them. I've, I've covered one whole collection. I think it was the Hero Collection. Maybe last month. It may have been June. But I love them. And they're free to read with Amazon Prime. And even if you don't have Amazon Prime, I think they're only 99 cents. They're just, like I said, it's just, they're to me, it's just fun to be able to read a book from start to finish in less than 30 minutes and then go on to the next one. Don't ask me why. And I really have to stop myself from continually searching for new collections on there. I just usually happen to happen upon them, but it would it would be so easy for me just to sit down and try to read every single thing that they have on there. But I have so many books from NetGalley and so many books coming in on Libby that I really want to read. It's just like I'm obsessive compulsive with just I've got to have more books. But anyway, that's beside the point. So we're going to cover the second collection I've read today, and it is the Obsession Collection. Now, you don't have to read these books in order. I do just so I can keep up with what I've done, but they don't build off each other. But the first book in the collection is called Murder at the Royal Ruby by Nita Prose. And if you have followed me for very long on Instagram or even been with me from the beginning of this podcast, you know that one of my all-time favorite books is The Maid. Possibly, I mean, I really love The Silent Patient, but oh gosh, I just really love The Maid. So she is one of my favorites and she's got a new book out. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. This short story is only 26 pages. I think it's the short, shortest one in the collection. But Grace is an usher at the stately and rumored haunted Royal Ruby Theater. She's also an aspiring actress, and she is more than ready for her big break. So now Vanessa Hargreaves is the star of the show. She's beautiful. She's glamorous. Everyone wants to be her, and everyone totally hates her. So now Vanessa has turned up dead in the middle of the stage, in front of everyone. She was killed by a chandelier during Act 1. So Vanessa whispers to Grace, her last dying breath, the ghost of Royal Ruby did this. So who killed her? Every single person who worked on the fox hunt, which is the name of the production, hated her guts. So they all had a reason to kill her. Grace was determined to find out who her murderer was. And what I loved about this story is that everyone was a suspect. And it's only 26 pages, but it is an action-packed story. You just wouldn't believe you could get that much into 26 pages. I really like the primary character, Grace, and I really like the ending. And the only negative I can say is that this would have been a great novel. Like, I wish it would have been longer. And after I finish one of these, I always wonder if the authors are like, 
oh, man, I shouldn't have wasted this idea on such a short book. This would have been a great, you know, 400-page thriller that I could have developed because every one of these characters had so much story to them and so much history and so much background that that could have been built upon that would have been a great book. So I often wonder if they're like, eh, shouldn't have wasted that on that 20-page short story, but it it's really good. Now, book two is The Mosquito by B.A. Paris, uh, another favorite author of mine. This was a great collection as far as authors go. This book is only 30 pages. So after Michael's marriage fails, he decides to still go on this planned vacation with friends in France. He's hoping to relax and hopefully focus on rebuilding his life without his wife, Julie. Now, who all's going is his sister Kate and her husband Simon, Nathan and Sashka, and then Rupert and Angelica were scheduled to go, and these were people that Michael had never met, but Angelica suddenly passed away earlier in the year, so he kind of thought, you know what, I won't be the third wheel, kind of gave him comfort that he could connect with Rupert since they had both kind of lost their wife. And like the title says, from the very beginning, Michael was plagued by mosquitoes. Now, I know exactly how that feels because this has been the worst year for me. I need to research this, but I don't know if mosquitoes are drawn to chickens or what's going on. But just about every night, especially if I go out, because, you know, I'm obsessed with my chickens. If I go out to, uh, I've got some that, you know, fly to me and they let me hold them. And then, of course, I have to go put them up. It seems like I get a mosquito bite every single time I go outside. So I can already feel the irritation this man's going through with this. Plus, Rupert was rude from the very beginning. Michael kept thinking it was because he was hurting, so he was just kind of letting it, you know, roll off his back. You know, you don't want to be mean to a man whose wife has just died. But he was very persistent. The mosquitoes were persistent, and so was Rupert. He was constantly making remarks about Michael being late or that he wasn't pulling his weight enough. Like one morning, his sister was just going to go ahead and let Michael sleep because she knew he'd been up all night trying to fight these mosquitoes. Well, Rupert gave him a horrible time about it. He was just plain mean. And honestly, I wondered, and I, I mean, you know, I think the comparison between the mosquito and Rupert was a mosquito. He was so annoying just as annoying as the mosquitoes. So one positive of this book that I really did like is I'm glad Michael's friends didn't hold back on Rupert. Like they seen from the very beginning how ridiculous and mean he was being to Michael. It was just a very, very clever, twisted story. The ending was perfect and oddly satisfying. And if you read it, you're probably going to think I'm nuts, but it was. And let me just throw in one of, um, or not one of, but the reason Michael's wife left him was because he was too nice. So that kind of maybe be a hint of how this story goes, but definitely love this one. <clears throat> it was a very good book. Okay. The third book is People Like Them by Minka Kent. Now, I have never read anything by her. I have seen her name a ton. I don't really know why I've not picked her up before. I don't know if she is a series author or not, but like I said, I've seen her, but I've just never read anything. This book was 56 pages. So Veronica and Ryan Hartley are the envy of Autumn Drive. The neighbors are obsessed by the it couples movie star looks. They just feel like they have it all, and surely it's too good to be true. So you know how when you really are 
you're looking or you're envious of someone and then you kind of just talk about them because you know that something has to be wrong. You know, it can't all be roses for these people. But um, they're that couple. Everybody wants to be them. So Jillian and Noel Broadbent are hosting the fifth annual annual Lord help. Okay, let's do that again. (laughs) Jillian and Noel Broadbent are hosting the fifth annual progressive dinner party. Now, not going to lie, didn't have a clue what a progressive party was, but clearly the word progressive should have been a hint. So they start at one home before maybe you have before dinner drinks at one house, and then you go to the next for appetizers, and then you go to the next for your meal, then you go to the next for the after dinner drinks. So you go to each neighbor's home, or as you go to each neighbor's home, the wife narrates her side of the story. And then, you know, kind of talks about her neighbors until you get to the very end. And, oh, my gosh, what an ending. This is a very, very well-written story. And I can't wait to read more by Minka Kent. This one I put is, I'm pretty sure this is going to be my favorite of this series. I just liked how they progressed and how the story progressed and then how it all come to fruition in the very end. And again, 50 pages. Another wonderful book that would have been so great so much longer because you had all these different families that you could have gotten the story because the husband and wife of each family had a story to tell. It was just really good. The fourth book is The Heart of a Mother by Julie Clark. Now, this one's only 37 pages. So, Hillary Jean has everything except children beyond the one she gave up 25 years ago. So, she receives an email from Destiny DNA that says they had a 50% match for her daughter. So, when she finds out her name, she tries, well, she doesn't try, she does. Of course, social media tells you everything you want to hear or read. So, she figures out who she was and waited for her to reach out. When she didn't reach out, she found her on Instagram and learned enough about her to find her. She started following her and then couldn't stand it till she inserted herself into her life. I feel like this story was a little more predictable on how it went in. It was an enjoyable read. It's just not really a mystery. It's actually kind of heartbreaking. So um, I really did like that. And, you know, I don't think I'm a huge Julie Clark fan, but I really did like this book. And, again, it's another one. Gosh, what a long story it could have turned into. But let's go to the fifth book, which is Slot Machine Fever. I have no idea how to say this. I forgot that I was going to Google it to tell me, but it's Chris Bohalian. Never heard of this author Never even seen anything out there. Because with NetGala, you read and see all kinds of authors, especially in your genre. But this is one that has never popped up for me. This book was 40 pages. Dove is a recovering alcoholic covered in Emily Dickinson tattoos. Russell is at her table and is on a roll. She's a She works in a casino. He claims to be a chain restaurant manager, yet there are so many things about him that tell a different story. Now, Dove's not stupid, so she's picking up on some of these cues, but she likes him, so she invites him to leave with her. He suggests they stay in a room at the casino. As soon as they get in the room, he attacks her violently, but unbeknowingst to him, she's already killed two men, so she's not scared. Sister is ready, so she puts up a good fight, Russell has been hired to kill her. Now, this 
this short story has quite the twist. Didn't really expect it to go this direction at all. Um, it kind of feels unbelievable, some of the things that happen. I mean, she's pretty much a trained killer. Um, so is he. But it is a really, it's a really good book. They all are. I know I keep saying that over and over, but it, it really is. And even if it is a little unbelievable, but she's tough, let me tell you. And I don't think that you're going to guess how this book ends, in which that's the fun part. All right, the last book in the Obsession series is Just a Girl by Alyssa Cole. This one was 85 pages long, so it's definitely the longest, which is a shame because I liked it the least. Oh, my goodness. I'm not a fan of Alyssa Cole. I have just not a fan. I don't know if it's her writing style or what it is, but I DNF'd her last book. This book... Well, and let me say, maybe I went into it with a bad attitude. You know how you just already are like, eh, I don't enjoy this person's writing style. I've never finished a book they've written, so maybe I did. But anyway, let's discuss what it's about. Tiana Carter has just started college and is determined to make the most of it. She's thrilled to be posting videos about dorm room cooking and campus fashion. And she has a small but loyal band of followers. Her TikTok is called Quarantine Dream. She has 2,000 followers. She posts every day. Typical teenager, typical social media. But she tries online dating, and her first right swipe raises a huge wet red flag. Now, I know nothing about internet dating, so. Her polite rejection is met with scorn, and now a group of self-proclaimed high-value men are hell-bent on ruining her life, and that's exactly what they do. Now, this story is probably the most real-life story I've read in a long time. It's a true depiction of how evil social media can be. I just hate that I didn't enjoy the way it was presented. The only reason I didn't enjoy it and I had a hard time moving past it, it is, is, is because it's written as a feed. You read TikTok posts, you read threads, you read comments, you read text. It's not really in story form. I just wish that it hadn't been. I wouldn't have mind some thrown in there, but I would have just prefer, per, preferred paragraph you know, a story. I just had a really hard time moving past that. It was very distracting. But like I said, this is one of the most poignant and real life story that has been told, honestly, that I have read in a long time. It's also an important story because people of all walks of life are dealing with things like this daily. People that you don't even realize who are being bullied online. You know, and her parents just felt completely like they couldn't do anything. And these men were, are boys, they weren't men. These boys were just out to ruin her life. She had put, uh, she exposed, well, I don't know if I should say exposed, but I see influencers doing it all the time. You know, they take a beating over and over and over until they post what these people are saying about them. And you can only take so much. I don't think people realize people behind social media are real people with real feelings. And that's what happened to her. She exposed this guy for bad-mouthing her and talking about her over and over and over. And then once she did that, his little band of men decided that they were just going to ruin her life. And I think that happens. That's, you know, it's just really sad in today's society how that it's going with social media. And like I said, this one would have probably out of all of them been the best book to have turned into a novel just because of how it's happening on a daily basis 
to a ton of people and they hide it. They don't talk to anybody. They're just taking the insults and, you know, keeping it in and then feeling worthless about themselves when it's nothing that they've done. So I really did enjoy the story behind it. I just wish that it had been presented different. It was just kind of hard to read. I mean, I have social media. I have Instagram and Facebook and my husband and I, we have a TikTok where I put chicken videos on it. But, you know, I'm not so involved in it that I guess reading the threads and the comments, it was just kind of hard for me. Maybe it's because I'm old, but the story was so good. So she really did a good job with that. So again, to wrap up, I really love these short original Amazon stories. Um, again, this is the Amazon collection or the obsessive collection. I've read the hero collection. I do think if you've not read any of them, start with the obsession collection, the one I just reviewed. I think I like it a little better overall. I did take a sneak peek to see if there's anything out there. Of course, there's going to probably be some romance ones. We all know I hate that. But there is one called the missing collection. And I'm going to hit that up next. So, but I've got to finish these other books first. All right, we're going to cover one more book, and it's a short story. It is also an Amazon short story, but I received this one from NetGalley. So I want to go ahead and just throw this one in here. It's A Welcome Reunion by Lucinda Berry. I really do like Lucinda Berry. She's got plenty of other books if you're looking um, real-life type situations. But this book, Jamie is the last person Hannah and Christopher Bauer want to ever see again. Janie has moved back to Clarksville. She's no longer the frail child that Hannah and Christopher adopted over 11 years ago. She destroyed her life then, and now she's out of juvenile detention. She's beautiful. She's confident. She's well-spoken, and she is publicly promoting her new tell-all memoir. She's only 18. Yes, she has a violent and tragic story to tell, but not everything she tells is the truth. It's her version of the truth. The public can't get enough of her. Jamie has a new name. She claims to be a reformed from her sociopathic ways. She wants to make amends, so she says, with the Bowers, but they refuse to meet, to meet with her, and it just absolutely angers her. Um, this story may be short, but oh my goodness, it's going to make you angry and fast. I loved to hate Jamie. Janie. It's Janie. It's Janie, not Jamie. <laughs> we all know manipulative people, but I'm pretty sure I do not know anyone quite like Janie. And like I stated earlier, so they adopted her after she was brought into the ER where Christopher worked as a doctor. She was tortured as a child. She endured a horrible, tragic childhood that led her up to being adopted by these people. But she destroyed their lives in ways that no one could imagine. And like I said, of course, she has a different take on how she thinks it went. So now she's destroying their lives all over again with this book. What in, oh goodness, like I could almost get worked up just talking about what happens next will shock your socks off. This is a great little read. Again, only one complaint. Wish it was longer. And I also didn't realize until after I read it that this was a sequel to The Perfect Child, which I own, but I haven't read, have no clue why I've not picked that up and read it. So I can't wait to read it now. But I did read, I don't really feel like I missed out on anything. So you don't have to read The Perfect Child first, but I really feel like you would have understood things better. Maybe had you had read that first to see what the Bowers and Janie had been through, but definitely going to pick this up in the next month or so. So that's it for this week. 
I have so many books I need to get reviewed and put up next week on this podcast. I just feel so behind. I don't know how I got behind. Also, don't see how I've read so many books this month. And I really want to do what I guess I'm going to call like a book club episode. I have already decided to do it with You Shouldn't Have Come Here by Geneva Rose. I receive so many advanced reader copy books, and I can't really... It's not going to be a spoiler. It's just going to be, I want to discuss every single angle from books. And I can't really do it with those books because sometimes they don't come out for months. So I'm going to have to just only choose books for those episodes that have been out a while that people, all people have been able to get their hands on. And so I think I'm going to hold that book for that kind of episode. So be watching for that in the next coming weeks. And if you've not read it and you can get your hands on it, again, it's You Shouldn't Have Come Here by Geneva Rose. I absolutely loved it. We're going to do that first episode that I'm going to try talking about a book at length with that book. So I want to give you plenty of opportunity to read it, and then you can join me for that episode. to this week's Dig the Plot. Be sure and follow me on Instagram at digtheplot underscore. Join me next week. See you then.